Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Death by Civilization Written by Bob Ramsey One thing about the Nazis is that they were excellent record keepers. It's because of this that six million Jewish families knew who among them had perished, who had been gassed versus being shot, who died at Auschwitz versus Treblinka. They didn't find this out when World War II ended because it took 60 years for those records to be opened to the public. The German government kept a lid on these 50 million pages of information out of, and I am being serious here, privacy concerns for the victims. We now have a comparable situation with the discovery of the bones of 215 residential school children in Kamloops, B.C. It's not comparable in scale, nor in intent. The Jews and gays and handicapped and other undesirables were murdered. The indigenous children died from craven indifference. But the essence is the same. As a result, both apologies and access to records are being demanded, and for now at least, carefully avoided. One reason large institutions like hospitals, national governments, and global religions don't like to apologize for killing people is that this admission opens them up to lawsuits, which could cost them billions. I suspect this could be why Pope Francis did everything but apologize on the weekend, for the Catholic Church's role in the death of those children in Kamloops. This reminded me of a conversation I had years ago with Paul Goldberger, who was then the architecture critic for The New Yorker. He had just written a book, and I had invited him to come to Toronto for a Ramsey talk. As often happens with our speakers, I invited him to dinner the night before in our home at 660 Pape, which had been converted from the Riverdale Presbyterian Church into 32 condos. At that dinner, Goldberger turned to me and asked, Do you know what city is the condo conversion capital of the world? I didn't have a clue. London? Paris? Nope. Boston. Really? Why? Because of all those sexual assault cases that the Catholic Church lost. Their insurance ran out, and they had to sell a lot of their churches. Developers snapped them up, and I'm thinking of writing a piece someday on the role of sexual perversity in urban planning. It's not too much of a stretch to predict that with its residential school problem stacked on top of its sexual assault problem, the Catholic Church in Canada may be downsizing its real estate holdings in a major way too. As for opening the records, that is to say, the lists of who entered the residential schools and didn't leave them, that's equally mysterious. It needn't be. Library and Archives Canada has a website where you can find out all kinds of things about the 150,000 children between the ages of 4 and 16 who attended between the 1870s and the 1990s. On that site are records of death for pupils in residential schools, as well as a map of the schools including which religious group ran them and when they opened and closed. 
But like so many record searches, you have to know what, or who, or where, you're looking for before you begin. I suspect what Canadians really want in the months to come is a new site with the names of all the residential school children who died in their schools. It could easily be 1,000, more likely closer to 2,000. For this to happen, the Catholic Church, who ran most of the schools, would have to open their records to the public. But that's just not going to happen, at least anytime soon. Martin Reher, an assistant deputy minister with the Department of Crown Indigenous Relations, said there's no easy way to get those records from churches until they volunteer to offer them up. Ottawa has talked to all the churches who ran the schools. As part of these discussions, they have all indicated around the table they are prepared to share the information in their archives, he said. But in terms of legal capacity to impose sharing, we do not have that authority. And it's here where righteousness in high places and in the name of the Lord becomes simply unswallowable. Because on Sunday, CTV's Paul Workman interviewed Canada's second cardinal, Michael Cerny, about releasing the residential school records. What records of the schools are held in the Vatican, and why haven't they been released? asked Workman. I don't know, replied Cerny. Do you think it's possible that there would be records in the Vatican from the schools? Honestly, I don't know. It's probable, but I don't know. Cerny didn't offer to find out, or to ask the Pope, or do anything. However, he did end his interview by saying, It's terrible, 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 terrible. There aren't human words to say how terrible it is. Actually, there are human words to say this. You're a senior Vatican official. You're a Canadian. You're a Christian. Have you no shame? Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.